Guys, our next guest is an absolute pioneer for Australasian MMA, the man behind C CKB and fighters such as Israel Adesanya, Dan Hooker, Alex Volkanovsky, and this weekend, Brad Riddell, Eugene Behrman, joining us here from the COVID uh, bubble hotel over there in Las Vegas. Very kind to join us. Welcome to the show, Eugene. Happy to have you on back on the program. Now, good to be back, uh, lads. Good, good to hear your familiar voices again. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Just keeping your company as uh, as you touch down into the hotel, dude. It's it's pretty yeah. exciting to see, though. It looks like New Zealand's going to be scrapping this MIQ stupid lottery system, uh, and the team, I'm guessing, can stay in New Zealand. Is is it official? Are we scrapping any plans of CKB Australia or CKB Vegas? <laughs> Yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, it, it just would be, it wouldn't be warranted now because we're we're actually going to be able to train and the country's opening itself up. Um, it, it wasn't even so much at the leaving and getting back into the country, but uh, the current conditions that we've just slowly coming out of now, we couldn't even train. They shut down the gym down. Mm. And then, um, of course, they kind of... Um, picked on my gym a little bit and used it as an example so that made it even worse so um but now we're going to open up for it. so um well there is no real need to move overseas really it would be uh all that hassle and rigmarole doesn't have to be we don't have to undertake that yeah, yeah. Were you, i imagine you'd be you were like a little bit like a paris hilton like you'd come out of your house and you just had paparazzi just following you around taking snaps and stuff is that what, the situation that you found yourself in yeah, not quite that bad, but um, <laughs> uh, there was definitely specifically targeted, um, you know, journalists and police that uh, were assigned to just uh, keep a very close eye on us. So, um, yeah, it is what it is. We're over that stage now, so we're we, we're moving on and just just thinking of more positive things and moving forward. I'm not. I'm not going to lie. Part of me is disappointed that CKB is not coming to Australia. The uh, even though we're in Melbourne and Windang, where Volco trains at Freestyle MMA, is kind of far. I kind of got excited. I was like, "Hey, CKB in Australia. That's uh, that's awesome. The boys are over here." But happy for you that you don't have to put up with you know all this stupid nonsense and you know people trying to take pap snaps and all that stuff. Uh, I was going to say though, do you think that there's going to be potentially a, a New Zealand card or an Australian card now? Uh, you know, things are kind of opening up. Yeah, I think there should be. I think there should be. I would love to see uh, 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 Volk fight Max um, on home turf. Um, that would be that would be great if that could happen. Um, we've fought. I mean, we fought Max basically on home turf, and then we fought him on neutral turf. So it's probably. If there is to be a third fight, then that would be awesome to have uh, in Volk's hometown or Melbourne or anywhere anywhere in Australia. I think that would be bloody awesome. Oh yeah, man! You can definitely do Marvel Stadium with that one. That would be really exciting. What do you What did you think of Max? Though obviously he's come out of that battle with Yair, but he's kind yeah. of keeping his options open. He's not a hundred percent sold on fighting Alex next looks like he's looking for sort of other options potentially a fight with Conor McGregor what was your reaction when you saw that um I don't know really have too much to think about that like Max is just playing it cool and it's just a bit of gamesmanship um who, who wouldn't keep their door open for a Conor McGregor fight mm. um 
that's that's one of the only fights in the sport really that could probably that that would probably warrant or that people would consider taking over a title fight. Um, so yeah, there's a, that's just part and parcel of of how thing of, of the landscape nowadays. So yeah, I didn't think any of it. Um, if Max doesn't, if, if that doesn't eventuate for Max, then there's only one fight that Max really wants. That's Let's not kid ourselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, what do you think's uh, most likely yeah. next for Volt? Because he was toying with the idea uh, of going to 155, just kind of interim, depending on what the time frame will be for Max. <laughs> do you think we see uh, Volko at 155, or do you think it's kind of most likely Max next? Uh, should I know Volko had been mentioning 155? Um, nah, nah. He's going to he's, he's going to fight whoever's available at his in his weight division. I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty certain of that. If it's not Max, there's actually some very good contenders coming up. Um, uh, Chikadze, mm, and yep. uh, there, there's a there's a there's a few others. So there's there's options here for Bog, but obviously, um, you, you you tend to lean towards whoever they think is the best person and the best challenger in the division, and it's a uh, the consensus is that seems to be Max at the moment. Mm. Once I he does... Yeah. Sorry, Karen. No, no, go on. <clears throat> oh, yeah. I think he'll stay in his division. Oh, I'm pretty certain of that. But, yeah, maybe he's just throwing a bit of... Trying to throw people off a little bit, talking about the divisions, Mark. Was he talking about the division below, maybe? <laughs> I don't know. Well, yeah, because, you know, every time we'd speak to him, especially like last couple of times, he's been pretty keen on this move up. He even said like as soon as the end of this year, but obviously COVID slowed things down. He wanted to have his crack at uh, lightweight. I guess there's some big fights there for him and stuff like that. But obviously he's mm -hmm. got a few title defenses as well. He's basically clearing out the division too, though. So an absolutely incredible run. I'm just curious if he does make it up to 155 one day how much of a problem do you think he'll be for some of the top guys in the division because i think it's not really something that a lot of the guys are looking at at the moment but i mean he's a very difficult fight for anybody in that division yeah no yeah ab absolutely um he would be he would uh he would give a lot of guys a lot of trouble in that division um I would, yeah. I mean, if, if if that ever happened, then I would. Me and Joe would get together and and uh, the other coaches, and definitely, that would have to be quite uh, intricate plan. I feel there would have to be a lot of planning that go into that. I feel like he would need. I feel like the best route to take would be some specific matches on your way there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, as much as it's, it's great. Sometimes you have enough pull to jump straight into a title fight, um, and there's advantages to that. Um, there's also many advantages you can gain from um, slowly building yourself into that title fight and into that weight division. See, that'd be fascinating yeah. because obviously we saw Max fight Dustin Poirier for the interim belt, and uh, you know it didn't go his way. And then I think people, for the time being, cooled off a little bit on Max at lightweight. <laughs> so I see what you're saying about you know if Volker had the right fights, build up to it. And kind of, mm. you know, I guess would a part of it be also to to get used to the weight class? Many people just thought, hey, Max could be good at lightweight, but he just needs to maybe get a little bit bigger. But I know you guys are kind of like, uh, bigger is not always better. 
Yeah, I mean, I yeah, yeah. I mean, I've had obviously experienced the the, the, the obvious bit of experiences the Israel moving up, mm. but I've also a lot of a lot of fighters, a lot of my um, professional fighters that fight on smaller promotions have have moved up, and it's definitely the best way to do it is to take a more progressive approach. And it's funny because uh, I I know that that's the best approach, but at the highest level, at the highest level where it probably counts the most to have a nice slow progressive approach, a lot of people just don't. Mm. They jump jump straight in, but really that's probably the level where you should um, put a little bit more thought and planning into moving up. Um, So... You know, based on previous experience, if I wanted to do that, I believe he, he, he should probably do a couple of uh, a couple of fights and um, line himself up for the total shot. Um, after that, if that's the way that um, if that's the way he wanted to swing things, mm. I think he's got to do a bit more in his division before he does start thinking about that. Mm. Just the <laughs> dream scenarios there, but I mean, he could be the guy to give Islam issues in that division. Him versus Dustin Poirier. Him versus Oliveira, and uh, even tomorrow, if you put him up against Conor McGregor, I, I'd love to see the odds for that because I think a lot of people would see him possibly as a favorite there as well. So very interesting stuff. But let's talk about the man of the hour as well, Dan Hooker, who successfully cut down to 145 pounds uh, for his test cut over there in Las Vegas. You were talking to Christopher at its time uh, for sports, and you mentioned how you kind of wanted to see what his results were going to be after the cut at the PI. He was going to do some testing to see how his performances would be, how his body would be, where he would be at. How did those uh, tests go? And were you sort of happy with the results that you got? Yeah, I mean, the tests were were, were, were quite positive, to be honest. Um, I just actually just, uh, he sparred earlier today. So I, would, I watched him spar and I watched him perform there. And uh, yeah, the tests were quite, positive so um it could it, this 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 uh it, it could happen it could happen i'm not going to confirm that it's happening now um but it, it definitely um is something we're seriously considering uh based on that testing going um based on being pleasantly surprised by those by those tests that the pi put them through uh, uh pre and post um, wake up. Mm. What yeah. what does it kind of depend on whether whether he actually does go down <coughs> to one forty five or not, and what would be sort of the biggest difference between Dan at forty five these days as opposed to back in the day? Well, you can you can you can put all the science you want behind it, but you you have to uh, fighting at that weight means you have to live at a different weight, right? Mm. If you live your life at a different weight, you have to change. You have to adjust your lifestyle a bit. You have to um, not cut any, not cut any corners, if, and and that's the part we've got to see. So you've got to live your life, change your lifestyle, live at that different weight, and then you've got to come into the gym every day and perform the same as that you're performing when you're at one fifty five. So there's this there's the science behind it, and and measure, but then you've got to have the performance. You've got to see a you know, you've you've got to see a, the performance side of it as well. That that would that that's just the observation that would have to be made before you made a definite decision. 
I think fans are excited about it as well because there's some really fun fights down there for him. I mean, Dan mentioned Korean Zombie. And then uh, Chael suggested a possible fight against Callum Carter as well, which would be great too. Uh, who would you like to see him as a possible fight for his return to the division? I know you've mentioned how you like to kind of take it slow and let, let the guys settle in the division before they really get going. Um, uh, sorry to be boring, but I don't have anyone in particular mm-hmm. in mind. I just, I mean, at the end of the day, I'll stick to the same policy. I always stick to that once you get in the UFC, you have to be prepared to fight anybody, the best guys in the world. Um, and so if Dan made that change to featherweight, then we would have to be prepared for any name to come across the table and be confident that, um, you know, on, on any given day that we could give that person uh, trouble and beat him. Well, that's the thing. Like like you mentioned, you got to fight anybody. Obviously, the elephant in the room is that he's got his teammate. And it seems like a pretty good friend as Alex Volkanovsky as the actual champion there. And is that really a new thing for you guys? Obviously, Alex has fought Shane before, uh, you know, Carlos in Israel, uh, you know, 205 for the time or for, you know, a brief period. As a coach, how do you approach something like that if Dan was to say, make it up the ranks and then eventually to a title shot? Uh, as a coach, you just don't think about that. To be honest, you just—it's uh, a—it's 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 an odd sort of a, a circumstance to be in because you, of course, you want both your guys to do well, but you kind of don't want them to do well enough that they have to fight each other, mm. which kind of goes against the—you know—kind of goes the principle against the principle of coaching people to be the best that they can be. So it's just a bridge that we'll cross if it, if we ever have to cross it. Um, but no, I don't put a lot of thought into that. Um, yeah, it's a strange one. You just get on with the business. You just get on with the business. Uh, you know, if you if Dan's at featherweight, then the goal is to be the featherweight champion of the world. If Volk's at featherweight, then the goal is to um, retain being the best featherweight in the world. <laughs> <laughs> it's just strange. The two don't really go together, right? Like you don't, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's that, but then also I think Dan sort of looked at it from the perspective of you have, you know, two of the best guys in the division working together, being able to work together in the gym, making each other better, and also having the you know opportunity for the best in the world to be in the same team. There's a lot of sort of positives with that as well. So I think I think we'll see how it goes, but it's definitely an exciting move, and people are excited to see Dan make it. Just but just, just quickly before we talk, uh, Brad Riddell, Dennis, uh, you said best in the world, and it just reminded me of a, a story, a quick one, uh, of a couple of years ago when I was in Bali on a bit of a boys' trip, and uh, in between watching Breaking Bad and and you know going out and stuff, because Breaking Bad was on Indonesian Netflix uh, at the time, not Australia. Australian, uh, UFC 242, Habib vs. Poirier came on. We all wanted to watch it and just sort of take a break from like day drinking and stuff, but we couldn't because, I don't know, something to do with Indonesian TV and geo-blocking and all sorts of stuff. And I actually had NordVPN at the time. And so we, we booted that up on the computer really, really quick to turn on. And then we actually, not only did we stream the event, we paid for it, but we got it at a way, way cheaper price. I think it was streaming it from like the UK streaming service, box office or whatever they had. And then I later found out, I think it's Brazil, that they get the pay-per-views for free. So if you stream it from Brazil, you don't have to pay anything because it's part of their, you know, TV service. So 
That's a quick story about NordVPN, who is also someone that we're partnering up with at the moment. They give me a great deal at the moment, um, but wanted to mention that VPN because compared to other VPNs, they're just fantastic. You can access your content anywhere. Don't miss your favorite content, even when you're abroad, even when you're like us. I know you just in Las Vegas, so shouldn't have any issues geoblocking. But what if you want to watch, I don't know, crazy fights in Poland or, or whatever? Never miss anything. You can change your virtual location with one click. You find streaming platforms at lower prices like we did, and you can choose from 5,100 plus servers in 60 countries. And the best thing is, because some VPNs, they may be good, but then they slow down your internet speed, which is super annoying. NordVPN doesn't do that. Avoid buffering, amazing speed thanks to NordLinks, and no more bandwidth throttling, so you can stream securely and watch whatever you want. Isn't that right, Dennis? Yeah, man. And their app, by the way, is amazing. Like, compared to other VPN apps, that's so smooth and easy to use, so simple. You guys will absolutely love it. And what about this deal? NordVPN Cyber Month deal is absolutely off the chain. You can get up to 73% off your NordVPN plan, plus a bonus gift. You guys can click the link below or go to nordvpn.com forward slash submission. Use the code word submission to get this crazy, crazy deal. It's the equivalent of buying a cup of coffee every month, a small price to pay for premium cybersecurity and access to vast amounts of entertainment content. And there's also a 30-day money-back guarantee if Nord is not for you. So there is absolutely no risk. Do it today. Go do it today. Use the code word submission and get that Internet secure cash because there's going to be some crazy streaming going into the holiday season. I, I mean, Bosnian Jingle All the Way is still my favorite holiday movie. So make sure to jump on it today. Thanks to Nord. But guys, speaking of jumping onto great deals this weekend, there are just so many great fights. I mean, obviously, we're talking about Brad right now. You've also got Jake Matthews, Jimmy Crude all on the card. Aldo takes a font. So there are many, many big bets. So much money to be made. And there's only one place to do it. And that is at my bookie. Double your first deposit with the code word submission. That's right. Double your first deposit with the code word submission. But there's so much fun stuff over there. For example, for Cyber Monday, you guys can bet on 12 weeks and get week 13 free with their Cyber Monday deal when it comes to the NFL. You can bet up to $100 and get up to $100 free. There are always good deals going on depending on what's happening in the year at my bookie. So don't just take our word for it. Go on there today. They're your bookie. They're my bookie. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie cast. That's right. You mentioned jumping onto things. What if you want somebody to jump on you? I mean, it is summer, and uh, I know it's getting hot here in Australia, but you still want somebody to cuddle up to. And, uh, you know, they're, they're less likely to do that if you've got Santa's beard hanging out of your pants. So jingle balls to the walls, everybody. Uh, celebrate this holiday season with the pound-for-pound pound best grooming tool on the market. An easy gift for everybody. You know, maybe you're stuck on what to get your dad, your uncle, your grandpa, your brother, your cousin, whatever, smash out a bunch of Manscaped performance packages. You get the Manscaped Lawnmower 4.0, the greatest grooming tool in the world with the 7,000 RPM power motor. You got the LED light. It's waterproof. You got different guards for different lengths and textures. What more could you want? It's nice and easy. You just smash it out in the shower and get on with your day and then you chuck it on the wireless charging dock and just move on with your life. Uh, and the performance package 4.0 comes with that. The Weed Whacker Era Nose Hair Trimmer, which is something I use all the time. And then you get the Crop Preserver and Crop Reviver, which are anti-chafing ball deodorants, uh, moisturizers, and toners. It comes with a free bag and free underwear. How much easier did your Christmas shopping just get? Manscape all around for everybody. You'll be the best son, daughter, cousin, uncle, dad, whatever 
this Christmas season. That's right, Cass. I mean, this thing is just an absolute must-have. And when you go from having those crappy razors that you can't get wet, that don't have any battery life, that you actually have to put batteries in, and you go to the Manscaped, and this thing is just reliable, easy to use, and you can take it anywhere with you. It's just absolutely a lifesaver. Get 20% off today with the code word submission plus free shipping. 20% off with the code word submission plus free shipping. Get on it today because you just want it to arrive right in time for Christmas. Change somebody's life with Manscaped. I know it's changed mine. But huge. let's talk about the man of the hour right now because the reason why you're in Las Vegas is Brad Riddell. And speaking of fighting friends, is fighting his friend Rafael Fizeev this weekend in the co-main event. Co-main event, which is fantastic to see Brad in that position. I mean, what's the vibe like right now as you guys are in fight week going into the fight. And what's this camp been like? Because I know you guys had the paparazzi and stuff following you guys around. Has Brad been able to have a good proper camp going into this one? Yeah, Brad's had an excellent camp. Um, there's slightly more freedoms in New Zealand since the paparazzi type incidents. Um, and and Brad's, Brad's in, a, in a flat um, with his family, but he's also in a flat with some fighters. So he's he's been able to pretty much um, you know, almost um, keep his training as it would if um, we were fully open. So his training camp's gone um, phenomenal. He's had a really good training camp, all things considered. Um, but the vibe in the camp is, is bloody good, mate. Like, yeah, like that's very important that there's a good vibe in the camp. we got Dan obviously still stuck here. Jenna Fabian from the uh, PFL, our go-to guy. Uh, Frank's here. Uh, Jordy, the flight dietitian, arrives tomorrow. Um, so we've got a like a great team, and we're keeping. Uh, we're all focusing on bread and getting around bread and doing what we need to to support him, and then yeah, get this done, get the job done against uh, Brad's old mate. Brad's old mate, yeah. Well, we we kind of made a joke like, hey, you guys used to be friends, and he's like, we're still friends, we're still friends. It's like, right, right, you're still friends. Yeah. I remember when we, we spoke to you in Israel ahead of the Anderson Silva fight, you were kind of mentioning how like, it's almost like you, you had to have Israel in a certain mindset. You couldn't let Israel see Anderson as like, oh, the great Anderson Silva. And as a coach, you kind of had to make sure that, you know, he was in the right mindset. Have you had to do kind of a similar thing with Brad? Obviously, night and day difference between Israel and Anderson. But just as a coach to make sure, the thing that keeps popping through my mind is what happens if, say, Brad hurts you know, Fiziev, Fiziev goes down, you know, you get situations where it's like the ref's not stopping the fight and just to make sure that he's doing, he's, he's willing to do anything in there to get the job done. As a coach, how big of a focus has, has that been on this preparation? Uh, honestly, no, I've had no focus on that at all because it's not a problem. Brad's a different, uh, completely different animal to Israel. And if anything, that uh, friendship and being part of the same team for quite a few years has um, heightened Brad's awareness and uh, and heightened his motivation because he knows how good the other guy is because they're so so familiar with each other. So, um, uh, if anything, I I think that um, it's kind of aided Brad's preparation, as I think it's probably done the same for Fiziev, um, knowing that uh, having that familiarity with each other and knowing how good the other guy is, they know that they have to be in the best form of their life uh, for this fight and, and on that night. So I think these guys are going to come in in the best shape of their life um, 
because they just know each and that's primarily because they just know each other so well mm. big things on the line here huge um big big things on the line for the winner uh, we were talking to brad earlier this week and he actually revealed something really interesting uh we were sort of talking about the division and he revealed that he sort of began working on his game plan for islam Markachev a couple of years ago after seeing him fight and i know you guys create game plans and you look at fighters long before you fight them, especially guys that you know are going to be at the top of the division. Is there any truth to that? Have you guys sort of began looking at Islam with Brad and some of the guys in the team pretty early on? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, when the when the coaches, I mean, yeah, we, we watch. It gets, uh, we kind of narrow it down to the top 15, obviously, because it's hard to, you know, study, uh, you, you 50 100 guys so definitely the top 15 of each of the guys division um we have a pretty good uh you know we have a pretty good finger on the pulse uh, uh when these guys first get into that, that division because that's where we think that you know that's where we want our guys to go so um yeah we do yeah we i'm not going to say we specifically prepare for some uh, 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 a or Gillespie like years and years out but there are things that we do that will help aid uh, Brad if he ever does get the opportunity to fight um, um, someone like Makachev um, I mean Makachev you guys think Makachev's going to get a title shot? Well I was going to that's what I was actually going to follow this up with like <laughs> do you think by the time Brad uh, gets his title shot, which could be actually quite soon if everything goes to plan this weekend. Do you think Islam will be the champion of the division? Many people think he will be. I think I think Brad's got a better chance of getting a title shot than Makachev has. Really? Why? Uh, well, look, uh, <laughs> I mean, I, just, uh, I can't be the first person to say this, but uh, look, I... Uh, uh, <laughs> I can look at put it this way. I have a lot of respect for the. Well, I used to have a lot of respect for them, to be honest. I've kind of lost a lot, a lot of respect for them. But the, but the Dagestani fighters, um, you know, look, I, I I I can get a champion. I can get a guy to a championship fight in two or three years, right? Like you you that, that, you, that, you, that, you were the CKB star, right? That, that's possible. Yeah. That's possible. You can do that. You can do that. But. Makachev, how long he's been six, seven years in the UFC before he's even come, before they've even mentioning his name mm. uh, in regard to getting a, a, a title. Khabib, before he was even mentioned about anything to do with the title, he was he must have been in the, in the UFC for the, in the same amount of time, which is phenomenal. And, and don't get me wrong, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. I think I, I think there is something wrong with that. I think those guys should be moving up the ladder quicker. But those guys perhaps haven't uh, flicked the switch um, in their training and through their regimen. They, 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 they don't understand, they haven't flicked the switch and understood that this is fighting, yes, but at this level, this is the business of fighting. Mm -hmm. And, 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 and that and purely because of that because this is the business of fighting that's why the, the, that's why they have such a hard road to get that that's why I, I used to have a whole lot of respect for them um, because they had such a hard road to get to the title 
Um, they had to spend years um, fighting dangerous guys before they even got mentioned in the top 15. Then they had to break into the top 15. And then once they get in the top 15, those guys like that keep getting marginalised. Well, that's because of the business of the sport. That's because no one wants to see um, that style of fighting. That's the, you know we're, we're in the business of selling uh, fights to an audience. And the audience doesn't want to see that, unfortunately. Um, of course, the purists like myself, I, I, I love how they fight. I think how they fight is the best way to fight. I think if it's just about winning, then that style, that style closing the distance, dragging someone down and drowning them, that's how everybody should fight. That's how you get away clean. That's how someone like Khabib gets into a sports fight for so many ways and still leaves with his brain cells. Mm. Um, but that's also why it took him years and years and years and years to get a get a get a title fight and, and, and that's the only reason i say that's the only reason i'm saying um <clears throat> maybe brand's closer to a title fight than mark achievements i see <laughs> i see what you're saying and in the sport like it's yeah. so complex then you've got like you know who's the manager what kind of pool do do they have with the ufc like a hundred percent i see what you're saying I, i'm curious though you said that you, you used to respect them what exactly changed Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm going to provide some good fuel for you guys. For you. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, try, I'm not trying about. to stir shit here, but you said that and I was just very curious. No, look, I was like, I, I I have, used to, I, genuinely curious. Yeah. yeah. Uh, when I say, when I say used to, I still, I still respect them a lot. What I don't, what I, the, the thing that I used to respect about the, um, them, the guys like Khabib and that is they were, they were, they were purists. All they did was fight. Mm. Don't worry about the media. Don't worry about just get on with your job, fight. They come from very humble beginnings. Um, they're not very materialistic. When they make a lot of money, they just keep training. They show up. They grind. And, and they don't care about the material positions, flash cars. All they want to do is fight, and their whole goal is to fight. And their style reflects that. They don't want to be flashy. They want the best way to get to the win, the straight line from A to B. And that's what I used to respect about them. And I, and I used to love it. And there's, at, at the thing is, at the top level, there's not much, you know, like at the very top level, it's a cutthroat game and you kind of start to, there's the amount of things that you can respect, they start to get pulled away and cut away. And that's what I used to respect about them. But now the game, the game has got to them as well. Mm -hmm. Khabib talks more shit about other fighters than anybody. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I, I, I'm disappointed to see that because for me, he was a guy that, oh man, this guy's still a purist. Um, you know, that's not a part of his DNA, but, but now you see him slagging off fighters and, and, uh, and then Makachev does the same. That never used to be a part of their, of, of their, uh, culture, the, their culture in the sport. They had their own unique place in the sport. Now they're just like everybody else. Like Khabib just talks as much shit as everybody else. He used to respect all fighters. He used to respect all fighters a lot. Um, same as Makachev, but now. And then maybe I heard that maybe their um, uh, uh, manager controls their Twitter, but then that doesn't, then that's still, then they're still foolish for letting their manager control their Twitter. Like, don't, you shouldn't be doing that. So, like, that, that's just what I mean. Like, uh, I mean, I still respect them, but I just think that, yeah, they, I, I like the old, I like the way they used to be. Yeah. Before they got all Hollywood, before they got all Hollywood and uh, 
they had their own culture. It was theirs. Not they weren't trying to be American. Um, they were they 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 brought a real purist, um, a real a, a real pure kind of edge to the sport that has that's missing from the very top. Mm. That's missing from the very top because it's so cutthroat. But to see them now just Twitter, 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 blah, 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 no good. This guy's here for a payday. This guy's here for that. This guy's no good. You're all shit. You shouldn't fight him. You don't deserve it. Like, just just do your thing. And, ha- and, and how they do their thing is they just fight until it's just, it gets to a point when you can't say no. And that that was the thing that I respected. Mm. That's all. I see your point. I think it's it's, it's like <laughs> the culture of the sport now. I think uh, whether it's uh, the culture of the sport infested them. Yeah, yeah. They were like the last. They were like the last bastion. Mm. You can't touch the Dagestanis because of their. That's got to do with their background and the way they come up. Very non-materialistic people. But now the culture of the sport has even infested them, and 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 that was sad for me to see. But that's just the way the world is. Uh, you know, that's just the way it is nowadays. Now no one's safe. You know who still has that yeah. spirit? Your good friend Robert Whitaker. He's he's he he doesn't talk trash. <clears throat> Tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> no, you're you're right. You're right. You're right. He has the worst fans though. <laughs> <laughs> they love you. They love you. Huge. He has the worst fans. I I spent a, I spent a good six months winding those fans up. But yeah, hopefully Brunson wins and Brunson gets the title fight ahead of. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go again. Here we go again. Here we go again. Do you have to pay a cover charge for the stand-up comedy, or do you get it for free? No mercy, you. <laughs> hey, look, stand-up comedy. I don't. I have not. I haven't seen a contract. Robert hasn't seen a contract, so. So what, what's okay, going on, what's going on with that? Because we saw that Rob tweeted out eleven weeks. So there's obviously a date for it. So what we understand is clear this up Rob, for us. Rob, Rob, and his um, people, his uh, wonderful manager can't secure this fight, and they're panicking. So they put out these stupid tweets and this and that. He's like, mate, like, just relax, boys. Just train. That's all we're doing. That's all we do. We just put our head down and train. You guys do the same. Let us handle the business because you guys are incapable. Yeah, that management team's incapable. So just we'll handle the business side of things. And uh, if this is the direction that that the fight's going to go towards Robert, then we'll secure it for you. We'll do your we'll do your job for you. But stop with the with the social media stuff about oh, like that doesn't it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't do anything. It just like. It just shows your insecurity about the fight. Like, don't worry, we'll sort the fight out. What What is the holdup? Though I'm curious because we hear that it's the location. It's all about the location. Like, you guys can't really figure out where to do the fight. Is that the last piece of the puzzle, or is there something else that we're not yeah. sort of factoring in? Oh, there's, there's a yeah, location, and there's there's other stuff that happens that I'm not willing to talk about on here that needs to be sorted out. Not just with um, Israel and the UFC, but Robert and the UFC, and there's all sorts of things um, that's not really yeah. That, that's that's the business side of the sport. Is it because it was going to be a big stadium fight, and obviously it can't happen in a stadium? So obviously you guys still want that kind of you know pay for for, the, for a big fight like that. All of the above. Mm. Maybe, maybe we're working on something different. Maybe if we just if we can delay this Robert fight by a few months, maybe we can have it in a big stadium in Australia. 
maybe that's the right maybe that's the right thing to do and instead to kind of like well that's fine let's 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 get everybody around together and let's let's uh push robert back a bit i'm sure robert would love to do this fight um in a, in a massive stadium on, on home too um let's put someone else in this february slot you don't know and i'm not willing to confirm that Dude, it's like we're here, tag us in, coach. Here we are in Australia. Everything's nice. The weather's getting good. Just come here, do the fight here. Hey, Marvel Stadium is just like begging for it. We would love it. Las- I love Las Vegas, but Las Vegas, come on. Like, that's not where the fight should be. Would that work for, for you know, you guys in Israel? Because I know Israel wants to fight like every second weekend and him not fighting since, yeah. what was it, June? Must be killing him. Would it work, though, to kind of wait a little bit longer and then have this, you know, pro- premium event? Uh, I think... I think it works perfectly. Let's, let's put Volk, Volk, Volk and Max, Israel and Robert. Let's push them back a little bit till the till the till the till the fights. Um, you know, till the till 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 Australia's a bit more open. So it only has to be a few months, and let's do a massive, massive fight at Marvel Stadium again. Imagine that. Ah, oh, be huge. So, but are you thinking in the meantime in Feb? Israel just fights somebody else like a Brunson or something like oh, that. Oh, no, Israel, Israel, yeah, Israel, Israel, Israel still fight. And then it's just up to Robert um, whether he wants to fight again or whether he wants to sit down. I mean, that's up to him. you got to remember, he had the title fight, remember? He had it He had it signed, sealed, and delivered, and he wasn't willing to make the same commitments that we were. And that was to stay in America and just keep training. Like, with the, those are the same commitments that we've made many times he wasn't willing which is fine and i've got nothing against him for that but this he had the title fight and now he might have to get pushed back i don't know all right well things are definitely developing hopefully um i know everyone's excited to see the rematch so hopefully it can come together but of course australia would be amazing i just wonder if uh, if that would work yeah. out for now, though, Brad Riddell steps in in the co-main this weekend. Can't wait to see the fight, guys. Make sure to check out Brad. And, of course, uh, follow CKB on Facebook and Instagram for all the latest updates from the team. Eugene, as always, we appreciate you. Thank you so much for your time. It's an honor as always. No, thank you, guys. Thank you. Got some good, good. You got some good ones in this interview. Oh yeah, <laughs> especially towards the end, a lot of a lot of fuel in the fight. You, you, once again, you're, you're endearing yourself to all the Robert Whitaker fans. Of course, it's like a hobby for you at this I love point. Them. <laughs> I love them. They're my favorite. I love them. Thanks for your time, all huge. Good. Appreciate it, man. Good yeah. luck this weekend. Appreciate all, all the best, man. Enjoy Vegas. We'll speak to you soon. Yeah. Bye. No, thank you. 